We're Monkey in the Cage, and you're listening to the Carpe GM Gamecast. Yes, a noodling podcast. Seize the fish. Welcome to the Carpe Game Gamecast, a roundtable discussion about meat space gaming. Oh, sweet meat. <laughs> this one I actually like. <laughs> meat space. What is meat, meat space? Is that like deep in Well, space? you know how they took Doom and made it into Chex Quest? Yeah. Well, they took Dead Space and made it into Meat Space. <laughs> how do you, where, what do you have to buy to be able to play Meat Space? Oscar Meyer Wieners. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> is the disc like in with the wieners? Yeah, yeah you can like see it. It's, it's like... a three and a half inch floppy in there with the. Uh... It's a really bad version of Dead Space. Is what I'm trying to say. Oh, okay, how do you play floppies? Huh? How do you do the floppies? I, you now? know, nobody's got to drive anymore, so yeah. I'm not actually sure they put a game on it. I think they just gave people playing three and a half. I'm sure there's like mounds of <laughs> floppies around somewhere. Right, yeah, These things are mold resistant, man. You can leave them in the hot dogs for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Because the hot dogs are moldy? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That was just the intro, folks. I'm Dan. I'm Steve. I'm Tyler. You're not Tyler. Oh, you're right. Tyler's not here. No, there I'm Brian. There is no Tyler. There is only Brian. <laughs> uh, and I'm Mac. All right. Let's uh, let's start this episode off with a quick announcement. A couple of them. We've got uh, our contest going on. Given the schedule, I was looking at the calendar a couple days ago, and the next episode that we would be scheduled to record is going to fall like smack in the middle of the holidays. So by the time uh, this one drops, we're probably going to have to take an extra week to record. So given that information, I think we're going to extend the contest out to uh, New Year's Day, January 1st, 2013. And we will announce the winner probably um, uh, a week later or so. March. Whatever the, whatever the first episode. <laughs> whatever we want. Yeah. yeah. Whatever the first episode of 2013, Christmas whenever that drops. Easter. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So you have until January 1st to, to get on iTunes. Get on it. And give us a rating and uh, a review. Shoot me an email. Let me know what your, your name is under the review so that I can make sure you're entered in the contest and know how to contact you. Uh, that being said, our contest is for um, a multitude of things. We've got um, a handmade three-chambered dice bag. We've got a figurine that holds uh, a D10 and, uh, and another figurine that holds a D20. We've got um, another board game that uh, Heroic Adventures is going to donate. As of the recording of this podcast, I'm not sure what it is, but um, in just a couple of days, I I interview Drew from Heroic, and we'll announce it then. So keep track of um, keep track of the little interview episodes that you see popping up on the feed. Uh, Each one of those is going to announce another prize in the contest. We've also got some other stuff coming uh, from other game publishers. Ben Gerber from 
Troll in the Corner Publications or Troll in the Corner Publishers or something like that is uh, donating some download codes for his games, which are Something Went Wrong, a fantasy RPG where it's not cooperative. It's actually a competitive game where the last man standing wins the game. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I like most that. of your campaigns turn into. Yeah, yeah kind of. Well, Just I've, get rid of the whole idea that we were trying to work together. Yeah. I um I wrote a review for it on Drive Through RPG. It's a really fun game. It's um the the players are all members of a retiring adventuring party and they're going out for one more job. One more thing and then this is going to be it. And then something goes wrong. And people die and something else goes wrong and someone else dies and eventually it's down to one person and oh, So it's not against each other. It's like survival. It's kind of against each other. Oh, like cool. G- GMness gets passed around between characters. Oh, that's kind of fun. It's it's a lot of fun. You guys should check it out. Uh also Argyle and Company uh kids game. Uh kids RPG game using sock puppets. Uh <laughs> Is there any way you could distort it to be not a kid's game? Where did the troll touch I'm sure you can. Show me on the puppet. (laughs) He touched me here. That's the eyeball. And uh, he's also going to give us... that's uh, wrong. Encounters, Plots, and Places, which is another item from his publisher company. Uh, Let's see here. We've had quite a few entries to the contest, and we've gotten quite a few reviews on iTunes. Shout out to uh, Country Boy 66, Batla, HK Fooey, Wookie Daddy, Troll ITC, and that's Ben Gerber and uh, his publishing company, and uh, the Troll in the Corner Network, Shannon Clark, and uh, Eric from Gamers Table. We've got um, shout out to uh, Shawnee3386. The only issue I have with this show, and it's a small one, is that there are times when the hosts make references that are specific to St. Louis, Southern Illinois. If the listener is not from the area, it might be off-putting. However, it doesn't take away from the enjoyment of the show, and it provides a moment of civic pride to local listeners. Thanks a lot, guys, for all leaving reviews on on iTunes for us. With that, we're going to start a new segment. Our new segment, St. Louis Pride. This is a quick segment. I'm just going to run through a, a list of a few things that you can only get because of St. Louis or in St. Louis. Oh, oh. Let's hear it. All right. Yeah. Uh, Seven Up was invented in St. Louis. But you can get that anywhere. I know, but it was only because of St. Louis. All right. Ski. Um, ice cream cones, iced tea, ice World tea? Fair. Oh, yeah, wa- waffle cones. Yeah. Ski. Ski is actually from Southern Illinois. But okay. That counts yeah. too? Yeah. Uh, 1904 World's Fair brought in the ice cream cone and iced tea. Uh, Maya Angelou, the poet. Okay. The Arch, obviously. The dumb. The, we were. Ta- I was talking about this <laughs> on the way. We, I was going to St. Louis, and we were like, the Arch is like. Uh, it is so like a hood it's ornament. Like the, yeah, it's like the lamest <laughs> of all the. Uh, what do you no, call it? National neat. monuments. It's, it's actually like the a metal loop. Like. The world's tallest monument, too. Yeah, I don't I like know about it. that. I know that it's the largest arch. It's 630 the, feet tall. It's the world's tallest monument. That's pretty cool. It's but a gateway. Another cool it's is gateway to the west. Ro- in a role play uh, relationship that the arch has in uh, some of the riffs literature. Okay. The arch is actually the, the gateway arch, as everyone else calls it. We call it the St. Louis arch. Like right. nobody here says gateway arch. Yeah. It it was actually built in the future. We find out 
after the rifts happened that it was built by uh, secret like satanic engineers right. as a, a giant, gateway to it's hell. It's a giant gateway yeah. to hell, right? Yeah. yeah. It like kind of explains portal. East St. Louis. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, if, if any mad scientist ever wanted to like charge a large window type structure <laughs> that's completely steel. made yeah. out of metal, yeah, yeah, yeah the arch and, is a good and impervious to Ooh. elements, like there's a there's a sci-fi movie in there somewhere. You know, yeah, if you want Stargate, dude. It's like, yeah, yeah, no, totally. Yeah, we're in. We've got um, T-Ravs, toasted ravioli, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Toasted you guys ravioli. Don't know what you're missing with if, this toaster. I actually worked in a restaurant in uh, downtown St. Louis, and we got really busy for the Final Four uh, tournament, uh, college basketball. And for a couple weeks after the tournament, we had people calling us to mail order them toasted raviolis <laughs> to like Boston <laughs> wow. and all over the all over the area. So that was pretty cool. Also in the uh, the food arc, you've got uh, pork steak. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, pork steak is the St. Louis thing. And we also, the St. Louis area is the largest consumer of barbecue sauce. Probably because that's the only way to make pork steak yeah, edible. I hate barbecue sauce. <laughs> barbecue sauce is from uh, Kansas City, though, isn't it? Yeah, but we yeah. use the most. Yeah, all right. Probably we'll because we eat pork steak. We also have, I think, like the largest play group of hero clicks. I have no idea. It's like this side of the river. But we... that's pretty cool. Yeah. Pork steaks, is, it, it's, it's a bone-in pork butt, isn't it? Yeah, it's a cross-section of the pork butt. Yeah, yeah. okay. Gooey butter cake. Really? That's a St. Louis thing. Yeah. Yeah. People don't have that? Yeah, other people don't have that one. Good kick. St. Louis style pizza. Yep. The cracker thin (laughs) crust pizza. The matzo bread with like sauce on it. Yeah, right. (laughs) Unleavened pizza. (laughs) No yeast. (laughs) This is the pizza of slavery. (laughs) <laughs> we, eat, we eat it to remind we eat it during the seder to remind ourselves tyler and spirit yeah after covering it with pork sausage and pepperoni <laughs> wow also from st louis uh we got chuck berry who's still here actually he's like 90 and he's still actually playing shows pretty sure he hasn't left blueberry the basement hill. of blueberry hill for like 20 years yeah but yeah. He, he's still here vincent price is from st louis yeah, yeah. that's weird yeah oh, yeah it's basically like a giant tribute to him at the Tivoli Theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, John Carpenter's Escape from New York was filmed here. Yep. <laughs> it looks <laughs> like hell. They were trying to get out of St. Louis. <laughs> it was the Eads Bridge. <laughs> it was actually Escape from St. Louis. Yes, yeah. that's amazing. And finally, uh, home St. Louis. Yeah, um, eh, we'll go with it. R- Robert Wadlow. Wobbit Wadlow. Wobble <laughs> Now, Robert Wadlow may not Wobber. be as famous as some of this other stuff, but he he had a crazy story. If you're from this area, you know his name. Yeah. He's, uh, he was um, the tallest man in the world. He was 8 foot 11 inches tall. He had a thyroid thing, right? Yeah. He had an, a glandular disorder. Uh, there's actually a statue of him in my town, and it's ridiculous. Like, if you go to the statue, it's like you're staring right at his crotch. <laughs> it's crazy how tall this man was. How you spent your youth. Yep. Uh, and finally, the Carpe Gym Gamecast. Oh, oh, shameless plug. Shameless plug, that's correct. With that, let's move on to what's on our horizon. All right. Uh, Steve, what have you been doing? Uh, I found out something... Some uh, cool stuff uh, off Kickstarter. It's actually old Kickstarter stuff. But okay. There's uh, something I want to buy and try for uh, D&D. It's called Dungeon Morph. Dungeon You heard Morph. of these? I uh, haven't. Uh, the website is just called Dungeon Morph. I think it might be called Dungeon Morphers or something. But Okay. It started off as a Kickstarter. And what they did is they basically drew up 
a bunch of maps, put them all on six-sided dice, and you have a few different sets. Like a whole map on a six-sided die? So it's like they drew up a big map and cut it up into sections, and each face on a six-sided die is a section of a map Okay, that you can use for D&D or what have you, what, right. whatever game you're playing. And there's a, a few different sets, and each set has a theme. It's a set of five dice. So the first set is like basic, like dungeon crawl. The second set is a little bit more like big epic rooms. And the third set is like cave style where it's broken lines. There's no like right angles or anything. Okay. And uh, so you just roll a handful of dice and put them all together. And they always match up. Like they always... Like the sides? Yeah, the sides will always match up in some way. So it'll either be like a door or just like one hallway. Okay. Whatever you want to put in the spaces in between as the DM you can. Handful of dice, roll them, and you have like an instant map, and it's good for just like a dungeon crawl. I want to try. That's a pretty cool it idea. Seems pretty cool. Yeah, cool. Pretty cool. Kickstarter is awesome. Like I've I recently turned into a, kick, a Kickstarter junkie. Have just you been like, supporting anything, or you just been like combing through it trying to find the right thing? Uh, I've been looking through it, just like I. I wish I could like support everything. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's a lot like, of stuff going on there. Does it seem like maybe you could use this dungeon morph thing to make like cube? What, what? <laughs> you know, where like, like every time you walk to the edge of any of the map sections, oh, yeah. you you you, you, can you roll step a die. into a portal and you yeah. roll a die and you end up in. But but it's always the same room. Like if you're yeah, because if, if you're back in rooms, if you roll six again, it's not a new version of room six. You're in room six, right? Because if you wanted to, you could make it linear, where you just line the dice up in a line. Because like what they really want you to do is to roll all five dice like three and or then, four three or four times and draw them all together. Yeah, draw out your map. Mm. Yeah. And then, like, reveal the map slowly. Or you could just, like, roll them in-game, like, roll them during the game. That, oh, that would be cool. I could like, see have that a player roll for, it. Uh, right. for, like, Ooh. a con game, yeah. you know, uh, who can survive the longest or something along those lines. I want or, to make it an actual mechanic. Like, not that it would just be random map addition. I want it to be that, like, you really don't know what's on the other side of when you reach the edge of this piece of paper. Yeah. And you have could, to roll the die. You could. Yeah. That's uh, that's actually pretty You could pretty do, smart. like, a DMless game that way. Yeah. Yeah, there's least, actually isn't that kind of wow. how yeah that's kind of how Wrath of a Shardalon and those work, isn't it? A little bit, yeah, kind of, yeah. But it's yeah. like uh, the tiles are like preformed and they all have the same edges. Yeah, yeah. yeah and right. you just pull them out of a box. But randomly. you could like what Mac was saying. You could lay them out and just like align and like so one two three four five. And once they get to the fifth die, they roll and you just like rotate it over and over again. And like you can make make up some kind of narrative for I that. I would go Pretty so cool. far as to say that like yeah, if, when they were back in room 2, it's it's actually room 2 yeah. as opposed to like oh, that's awesome. But they're just so like, just keep, like going back and they have to fight the five. thing that like floats around and like stabs you and morphs and <laughs> real <laughs> stuff from cube. Oh yeah. All right, we're in. Steve buy the thing. Yeah. I think the they're website. like I think it's like 20 bucks for a set of 5. All right, well or you can get it you can get a font for uh whatever word processor you want to use but Okay. Word processor. We'll throw in. Yeah. <laughs> Word processor. Brian, what have you been doing? So, as everybody knows, I like to read comics a lot. Yeah. And just this week, we talked about on the podcast podcast that we enjoy. I enjoyed most of Kevin Smith's stuff. Right. And this week he did uh, on his episode of Fat Man on Batman. He did an interview with Scott Snyder, who is currently writing Batman right now, the New 52 Batman. Right. It is a really great interview. Uh, speaking of New 52 Batman. Yeah. Um, Cryptozoic Games. I'm um, just going to make a little teaser here for the contest. 
uh, they're going to donate something to the contest. They uh, they uh, have the license for the new 52 trading card cards. And uh, they also have the DC Universe um, deck building game. Yeah. Dude, uh, we need to get that. Yeah, we really need to get really that. Fun. They make a bad game, Batman game too, don't they? There's a new Batman game coming out as of... Um, this this month and it's called Batman Arkham As- Escape from Arkham Asylum. Yeah, and it's basically Arkham City. Uh, yeah, it might be. Yeah, Batman Escape from Arkham City. Yeah, and uh, it's basically one player is Batman, the other player is the Rogues Gallery, a randomly determined version of the Rogues Gallery, and uh, it's a head to head combat where Batman's trying to escape. Cool. Sounds like a lot of fun. I have no idea what they're going to be sending me as of this point, but uh, something New Fifty Two reminded me of them. So look look for that. Look for that announcement on carpegm.net slash contest. Anyway, cool. I uh, highly recommend this podcast because it kind of explains... It doesn't just explain how he started to write Batman. It kind of just gives his story about how he got to write comics in general. And it's a really... It's a gripping story. Like He has been through a lot and just his road to where he is right now i'll uh i'll put the link to that specific episode in the show notes it's pretty cool and i have to just say that scott snyder is doing the lord's work on batman right now <laughs> yeah it's it's great it's one of the best batman runs out and it's gonna go down in history as one of the better ones ever written very cool yeah uh he the, the one thing that i really like about it is a lot of people who take batman they look at it and go, oh, he's got this great rogues gallery and he's got all these great storylines and stuff. How can we tell a story about that to make it interesting? Scott Snyder has kind of gone and go on, has gone and said, hey, everybody's already done these stories or some variant of these stories. I'm going to try to do something completely new. And he created this idea of like a court of owls, which is something he invented. And it seems like it's been in the Batman mythology forever. Right. And it's just done. It's really, and it's pretty eerie. It's pretty spooky. Yeah. I've read the first uh, few, few um, issues of the new 52 and it was really, really weird. He's, Uh, but it was good. It was good. But that, it made you feel weird reading it. Honestly, even no matter how many Batman comics you'd read before that, it was it was definitely an odd feeling to that one. He's doing Joker's back right now. Yeah. And it is if you're talking about eerie and scary, that is some seriously messed up stuff. All right. So, I highly recommend it. Batman New Fifty Two. And Fat Man on Batman. And Fat Man on Batman. Got it. All right. Mac, what have you been up to? Uh Into Darkness, Into Darkness, Into Darkness. What? In two darkness. In two darkness. In two darkness. Okay, so Is it like uh, one and two darkness. No, in into going into darkness. All right, or or coming. Elaborate, into sir. Darkness. Uh, okay. Uh, next Star Trek movie. J.J. Abrams rebooted Star Trek in two thousand nine. I'm a big fan, especially since he managed to work it into continuity because you know, continuity is important. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I was a big fan of uh, him making Star Trek popular again, and they've been working on the next movie for a while now, and uh, a teaser trailer came out this week for it, so uh, I've watched it like a million times. I have I just watched it right yeah. before we recorded here. Uh, there's a pattern going on with a lot of new movies coming out that are new versions or reboots of older movies. Is it Explosion? See Red Letter Media's review of the previous <laughs> Star Trek movie. It's... It's like everything looks like the Born Identity. Explosions and loud music. And like fast combat and Have you seen Star Trek two thousand nine? You still haven't. I still you. haven't. You uh, 
I still have it. I had the Blu-ray in my car for the longest time and just forgot to give it to you. Uh, oh, God. So it's totally your fault. Yeah, it is totally my fault. <laughs> I need to get you that. Oh, my God. It's so good. I will, I will check it out. But, yeah, there's there's been a pretty cool... Um, with the Skyfall... Stop talking. And... Yeah, <laughs> you haven't seen it. You don't know. Oh. Uh, Either that... Or people learn to make really good trailers. Yeah. The art of making trailers is pretty cool, man. I, I watch like every movie trailer that comes out for major movies, and I've learned to like distinguish between good trailers and bad trailers regardless of what the movie looks like. And whether they tell me something about the plot, whether they're formatted very well, how the soundtrack is mixed with the different scenes. But anyway, it's a really good trailer, but it's also going to be a great movie. All right. I'll be looking Benedict forward Cumberbatch to it. coming in as the uh, uh, villain. Uh, guy's going to be the... Cumberbatch, yeah, uh, Sherlock, Sherlock, Sherlock from BBC's right? Sherlock, uh, and the most British name ever. He's going to be uh, Smog and the voice of Smog and the Necromancer in the Hobbit. Yeah, uh, all three versions there are coming up. So those are good, and uh, yeah, he's he's blowing up. Um, he's going to be the villain in this next Star Trek movie, and uh, whole cast coming back. As far as I know, we we, we don't know too much about the plot. Looks like. Uh, Looks like there's going to be some devastation on Earth, which is new to the to the Star Trek storyline because Star Trek previously had Earth being basically a paradise world, right? Um, so yeah, definitely taking itself in its own new direction. Kind of a it, it, it's one guy versus the whole crew, and he's very very capable and obviously causes a lot of devastation. So it's very similar to Wrath of Khan, the second of the original series of movies. So. <sighs> The name of his character isn't out yet, as far as I know, so uh, I'm really hoping he's Khan, but I'm pretty sure he's not Khan, but I'm still going to think that he's Khan. Because <laughs> I love Khan. Uh, when's the release? Oh, I can't remember. A long time from now. Yeah, it's 2013. It's next year, but it's like June. Okay. Probably summer. Yeah, well, June. Thanks. Same time, Superman. Thanks, bro. Yeah, Superman. Yeah, Superman. Man, Man of Steel. Steel. Next Looks week, great. we get a trailer. We do, don't we? Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah, at the Hobbit for this week. Yeah, and there's supposed to be an IMAX preview of uh, 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 Into Darkness before the Hobbit too. Cool. You guys uh, want to move on to topic? If we must, no. Screw it. Let's go home. No, yeah. we're done. We're done. Yeah. All right, we're this done. This has been now. Oh, okay. We're going to topic. <laughs> Alright guys, it's kind of in the same vein as uh, What's on Your Horizon, but what do you want for Christmas? So I've been watching a lot of TED Talks on Netflix streaming. Um, TED is this, uh, I think, Google-hosted uh, uh, convention where they get a lot of journalists together with a lot of smart people from a bunch of different fields and give like uh, 12-minute, I think, lectures. Okay. Uh, short little things. Basically, what smart people are working at. On so that they can know it between each other. There's a lot of people who are potential donors or investors there, and then a lot of journalists so that they can cover it. A lot of smart people on one place talking to each other about what they're doing. And one of the guys that I saw on the food portion of it was a guy named Nathan, I think it's Nathan Mirvold. He was one of the founders of Microsoft, and what he does, he's also a, a award-winning five-star French chef. Um, he wrote a cookbook. It's a four hundred and fifty dollar cookbook, 
It comes in Good six Lord. six volumes, hardback. They're gigantic. Plus a seventh volume that's a tear resistant, waterproof uh, uh, copy for for actually in the kitchen. <laughs> um, the cookbook has giant. So it's seven books. Yeah. That's, that's not, I mean, that's not it, $450. I mean, you're looking seven, at probably 60 bucks a book, which yeah. you can spend 60 bucks on a good cookbook. Yeah. It's, it's, it's six books and a reference book. Okay. The, the seventh book is just the recipes. The first six books are a lot of science and, and really large pictures with cutaways to display what's actually going on in most of the cooking processes. So I've always was a good eats fan on the food network and it was a lot of, uh, 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 technical style covering of cooking, not just recipes, but why you do a lot of these things and some of the chemistry and physics involved in the application of heat and the, you know, uh, the way you uh, uh, stretch gluten molecules when you're making a roux and then allow them to settle back together and how they form a network. A lot of that sort of stuff. Um, I really like thinking about cooking that way, and this is basically the reference book for that style of uh, thinking. Very cool. What was it called again? Uh, modernist cuisine. That's modernist cuisine. Yeah. All right, I'll put a uh, put a link in the show notes for that. Merry Christmas, Mac. Thank you. <laughs> um, Merry Crimbus, Mac. Merry Shrimness. Yeah. Shrimness. Yeah. yeah. Kind of sounds like shrimpness. Who wants to go next? We should get we should kinda get shrimp like for sh- dinner. Kind of sounds like shemp. Uh, I want Brian. I want a cop car. You want a cop car? I do. I want two cop cars, actually. Like, are we talking, like, game pieces or miniatures? Or are we talking about a Ford Crown Victoria? I thought you were saying, like, it's got cop tires, cop suspension. (laughs) No, I'm talking about Heroclix. It's in the Batman set that just came out. Okay. I have almost everything I want except the vehicles. I have one vehicle. I have the Batwing, which is pretty cool. But I really want a cop car. There's no autopilot. There, <laughs> there actually is an autopilot, <laughs> on it, which is funny. Uh, but I want two cop cars because I want to be able to play like the police team, where you just and they have a special ability where you can just run people over. So I just want to like get a bunch <laughs> of cops, put them in the cop cars, and just run people over because I just like the image of my head of like Superman like flying around and being like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna save the world," and then he just gets hit by a cop car and like he dies. <laughs> That's he, good stuff. He, he gets hit so hard, yeah. though. He goes so hard. Goes into a Kryptonian healing coma. Plot device. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he comes back with like a black suit on and like long super nineties and yeah. all. Like I don't want to wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the death right, of well, Superman well, too. Cop, he gets hit cop by cop car this time. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Oh, ah. Uh, and I also want... Oh, my God. If the audience could see his face right then, <laughs> that very moment... Oh, my I was God. excited. Or... Yeah, you're... Oh, right. my God. <laughs> his eyes got so big. All right, what got you so geeked? Two things. Okay. Both hero clicks also related. All right. They're coming out with a board game that's uh, um, Batman Gotham stuff. But they have these clicks that are part of the board game, but also the figures come off and go on to Heroclix styles too. Okay. And the Heroclix styles are all amazing because they're trying to get you to go buy the board game. Okay. So the figures are really good. I want that. And then on Wednesday of this week, a new set comes out, Streets of Gotham, and I want like every figure from that set. All right. So a bunch of Heroclix stuff for Brian and two cop cars. And yeah. so all this talk of Heroclix. Yes. Yeah, our uh, ubiquitous Heroclix reference. Right. Yeah. Brian, you have recently started a new podcast. I have. 
Uh, care to give us a shameless plug on that? Uh, yeah, it would be, I think, going to be our first sister podcast to this podcast, also on the Carpe GM Gamecast Network. Uh, it's going to be an all Hero Clicks discussion uh, podcast. A couple other guys, I think it's going to end up being five or six people in the podcast. Okay. But we are just going to talk about all kinds of Hero Clicks. It's all Hero Clicks podcast. Strategy. Um, strategy reviews of individual figures are uh, just team building exercises. Just what we think about how meta is going to be changed throughout uh, how sets come out and what exactly is going to be played in worlds and stuff like that. And what we think about and fun theme teams, fun ideas just to play. And we reviewed the set the last couple times we did it. So it's called resource dial. Yep. Okay, look for us at carpegm.net, and I hope you guys listen to it. If you listen to this podcast, uh, you should enjoy it. But if you play Hero Clicks or have any interest in it at all, listen to it, and I'm sure you'll enjoy it. All right, I'm sure they will too. Uh, shrimless that'll be plug. Uh, shrimless plug. That'll be uh, that'll be the first Carpe GM digital affiliated podcast. I think is what cool. we're at there. So that'll be that'll be pretty cool. I'm excited. Uh, look for more shows under Carpe GM Digital Moniker. Uh, I have got another a, one coming down the corner too. We've got a we've got a few shows in the works and a few ideas that we're working out. Um, obviously, we're still playing with the format on this one, just mainly as an experiment. Uh, we keep changing things left and right. And we have too much to on. say. Uh, well, just there's a lot of a lot of fun stuff that we can do with this thing, and that's why we keep fiddling with the format. It's <laughs> uh, a lot of fun, fun stuff we can fiddling. do with it, so that's why we keep fiddling with it. Right. Fun fiddling. Yep. So um, that when I was ten. Let's move on. Let's get let's get back to uh, what do you want for Christmas, Steve? How about you? For a while, there's been uh, some some stuff at the uh, local comic shop that has been there for a while that I always have been like. Uh, it's been taunting you. It's been taunting me. It's called uh, TerraClix. It's 3D uh, miniature tabletop gaming terrain, and it's basically you want like, those? Yeah, they, dude, they look fun. They do look good, They're, but like. They're gridded out on the yeah on the cli- on the um the pieces right the statues the no, setting pieces the it, well it's basically like cardboard cutouts and you stick them together with these like clips right and they're modular so you can like move them around and stuff but they're they have like one inch squares on them where you can use them with D and D or whatever I mean you don't even have to use the one inch squares with D and D but those look pretty cool other than that like there's so what what's uh what's that cost. To get say they're a, rather pricey. Yeah, they're kind of pricey. They're like is it good like hard gr- good uh, good grade cardboard? Or? I think it's like fifty bucks for the for like one of the uh, eat. There's they have three of them up there, and each one is like a different theme. Okay. So there's like a medium one, a noob or a noob one, a medium <laughs> one, and like a hardcore one. It's got okay. like lava terrain and stuff. And I, I don't think you have to buy the clips yeah, too separately. It's like fifty bucks for the set, and then you have to buy the clips, and the clips are like twenty bucks. And I'm assuming you don't want to just like use bubble gum. No, because <laughs> you can be able to take it down and box it up again. You know, okay. keep it nice. Other than that, there's Silly like, putty. yeah, there's other stuff, but it's like it's stuff that's been out for like a little bit. Right. There, there was a thing when uh, I'm uh, I buy I've bought stuff from Sideshow Collectibles, the website. I love like basically like uh, it's like these really memorabilia? expensive memorabilia. Yeah, like, like really expensive like toys for like people who want to spend money on like ridiculous like you useless seen, you seen that giant iron man <laughs> bust up a heroic that's yeah. just like the head and it's like this yeah, big yeah 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 it's that side it's memorabilia yeah. it's yeah i don't think oh, we're, we're, not, we're not i thought actually, we were editing oh, they sorry they they uh they don't make everything they sell on their website they're just like sometimes they just do the logistics for like other companies right. they make like 
15 or 20 percent of the stuff that's sold on their website and this is like high dollar memorabilia yeah so the the stuff that sideshow actually makes is like the most expensive stuff so one of the i think the most expensive item on the website is they have to like restart it every year because they only make like 10 of them a year is and i think it's like i think it's somewhere around like four grand you can get uh life-size scale uh, endoskeleton t800 endoskeleton from terminator (laughs) yeah (laughs) and each year it has new features so like i would really hate to like be the guy that got last year's model like the eyes in the base that don't light up (laughs) so it comes with a gun like you can take the gun off its arm and like actually like wield the gun like if you wanted to do a cool like a uh, Terminator style like costume where you like picked up a T-800's gun. You, you know they ordered 3,000 of these in their, in their original version from some Chinese company like 10 years ago and every year they just keep adding <laughs> new stuff to the ones that they yeah. sell. And it's hey, this, put that light bulb in his eyeball. Yeah. We're going to go with another Yeah, It's this new... dollars on They didn't thing. sell last year. This year we're going to have to jack it up. <laughs> yeah, there's a... Uh, they have ways now... I think this is like relatively new technology but they have ways of putting real like chrome metal plating on resin so when you touch it and like polish it it actually i mean it feels like you're touching metal yeah pretty cool instead of that like flaky garbage that comes off like like plastic yeah so you want a four thousand dollar four thousand dollar terminator statue yeah for christmas that or like more realistically um about a year ago when i ordered my predator there was a uh a original concept predator it was a samurai predator okay and sense. it was like I don't know. I think it was like three hundred bucks for pre-order, but they're always coming out with stuff where it's like I like drool on my keyboard because <laughs> this website is so awesome. Like yeah, they do do a lot of cool right, stuff. I, I, I'm like a tchotchkes nerd because I like to collect like action figures and stuff now. And well, stuff I'll like definitely have to put a link in the show notes for that and check it out myself. Yeah. I've never heard of them, so I have to look and check it. out their X Men busts. They're beautiful. Yeah, the, uh, comic everything like movies. They also have a life size. Uh, uh, Vader? Cylon, oh. a life-size Cylon oh, wow. for cool. like the newer series. That's pretty cool. So is it on? Is it on me now? I guess. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, all on you? All you? I'm going old school. Um, not really Not really anything new. I would like to get Socks. my hands on the entire Dresden Files book series and the RPG and the Fate system. Oh, wow. Uh, that's what I'd like to get my hands on. You Take should be reading the Dresden Files. I, like I should be. I just I haven't got my hands on it at all. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is that, and I, I don't think I made um, an On My Horizon thing earlier, but uh, I'm not sure when it re- is released, but I think it's going to be early 2013. I could just be blowing smoke out of my rump with this, but uh, the... Um, Some 5th edition D&D stuff? No, the Neil Gaiman... The new, um, the new one? Yeah, prequel to the Sandman novels. Before Sandman or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you who read Sandman, the the series started out with um, Dream being captured. Well, he is ca- he's, he's in he's in captivity, by, uh, and then the rest of the story goes from there. Wait, are these comics? Uh, graphic novels. How do I not know about this? I have no idea. You will need to check this out. Well, I don't. Re- I haven't read Sandman. Well, that's you'll have to check them out. Hmm. But uh, he's actually, Neil Gaiman is writing the prequel to, you know, how did Dream get caught? And it's okay. a story that... Because they just did before Watchmen, yeah. and it was a massive failure. Well, it was other people writing it. Right. This one's actually... Well, this, like, this is the all, guy who wrote the story like, 25 the years ago. All the comics were writing it, though. It was like Straczynski and uh, uh, 
Shit. Like Loeb and like all the really well, Gaiman. Gaiman's the only one that has written this character. Yeah, that's it's, true. I mean, I, I don't think that's going to be the case. I, this is a story that a lot of people have wanted to know. How did? Because Dream is like this ultra powerful guy. I mean, he's a god. Um, I've been avoiding Sandman all my life. You should check it out. <laughs> I read like the first two trades and was bored out of my. It's mind. kind of it's kind of oh, it's man. kind of gothy kind of. Yeah, I didn't like first trades nuts. But you've got to. I mean, that's just part of the setting. That's just where it's at. Uh, you really need to check it out. The meat and potatoes of that those books are really pretty cool. It's a really love nifty Sandman. story. I've been watching a lot of. Uh, there's a documentary on YouTube that you can watch. It's uh, called uh, Talking with Gods. It's a uh, documentary with, uh, about Grant Morrison, like nice kind of uh, biographical, and like seriously, a bunch of other. Yeah, it's like an hour, like twenty minutes long. I didn't know, I know it's great. That. I just watched it the other day. Um, a bunch of different artists and writers uh, talking about like how they've worked with Grant Morrison and how they've how Grant's influenced them. But I'm actually reading his like actual book novel right now, super gods. And it's great. It's awesome. It's like a sociology book about comics basically. (laughs) And in this documentary, he talks about a lot of the stuff that he talks about in his book. And there's a series called the invisibles, which is apparently like really outrageous and just crazy that I want to try and find and read all of it because he's, he talks about it for a good segment of this documentary. And it's like, wow, this is great. He, he's, he's gone through like, a lot of crazy like phases in his life in his life and stuff because he is really outlandish and he's a strong believer in like magic i mean really just he believes in like uh like sigil magic and stuff like that right and he attributes it to a lot of his successes in life and like all basically 100 percent of his inspiration comes from magic and uh like his uncle who introduced him to magic and his father who if you read Super Gods, I am long, so into this long line of, of <laughs> Super Gods is awesome. Yeah, right. Grant, have you read anything by Grant Morrison? I have not. Ooh. At least I don't think so. Grant he's good. Mo- he is one of the better writers. Right I have. Now. A, I mean, but he's fallible, but he's good. Yeah, he also wrote. Um, he Crisis. wrote like he, he's really famous for his Batman runs. And he was writing when he was writing Batman. They basically made him write this thing called Final Crisis. And because he was like obligated to write a mega event for them or something through, yeah. due to his contract. And he wrote this huge script. And he was like, here you go. Here's my idea for a story. And apparently the leaked script, it is amazing. Like it's so good. But they went back and said, no, this is a story about the new gods and apocalypse. So he just had to go and change the entire book. Like, Which ha- is funny because isn't that after there was a storyline that came out right before Final Crisis. Where all the new gods died. Yeah, that was in 52. I don't remember what it was called. Though. And then they brought them back for like no reason to be in Final Crisis. And as I remember, I, I was reading a lot of comics at the time, and my roommate actually worked at a comic book shop, and he said that when the, when whoever it was who wrote that storyline wrote it, he said, I'm going to kill the new gods. And they're like, okay. And he's like, if I do this, they need to never come back. It needs to be that I that they're dead. Like, I'm going to make it mean something and all this sort of stuff. I don't think it was Grant. And then they, but, well, It wasn't Grant, but yeah. it's it's whoever else it was. And then they brought him back for no reason and threw him into Final Crisis, like, immediately after that guy finished his storyline. Hmm. He got it from DC that they wouldn't bring him back, and then they immediately brought them back and wedged them into a storyline they didn't belong in. Yeah. Nana, nana, boo-boo. So when people come up with stories and, like, ideas for comics, I mean, they just, like, drop on their imagination or other material that came before 
Grant Morrison came up with the Invisibles because he actually like had it the i like some of the ideas were divulged to him, I guess, from alien beings oh. because he alien beings like in the form of red spotted mushrooms. He'll sit there like on in the documentary. He'll sit there and like straight face like tell you straight up that he was abducted by aliens and like their amorphous uh like forms are in are like some kind of gods in the invisibles so like he throughout his life with like his experiences with magic and like other stuff he's used that to like uh, he's just like the storyteller he's like the in-between from he doesn't really just like sit there and like come up with stuff he's i mean telling you so he's, he's just telling, telling you what's happening telling you what's happening yeah, yeah. that's cool and I, more I, of a more of a, a crier or a journalist or I guess that could be scribe. one of my yeah, one of my Christmas wishes is all, one of my one Christmas the full run of uh, Invisibles because this looks and sounds awesome. That cool. Grant Morrison yeah. comes to your house, that'd be cool. He's like, hey, he yeah. And Alan Moore just walks up behind him and jacks him in the back of the head. Say, I'm the crazy comic book writer, <laughs> not you. He talks about Alan Moore too. Yeah. All right. Well. We got that one out of the way. What do you want for Christmas? We actually are going to put uh, put a little gaming content in here. We're gonna we're gonna make it um, reminiscent of the season, though. Uh, we'll cover that in just a moment. All right, so given the nature of the season we're in, um, we're going to talk about Santa Claus. Ho, ho, ho. Santa Claus. And uh, how, to, Claus. how to use him in your games. Sandy Claus. Oh, if you yeah. happen to be running a uh, themed... Was Santa Claus evil in Nightmare Before Christmas? No. Oh, he was like the victim, wasn't he? He was good, but incompetent. <laughs> if you happen to be running a themed game, um, Christmas-themed, Santa Claus is going to be a staple. And... With all the different legends and lore that surround this figure, you can you can find uh, a few different ways to use them in your games. Uh, we'll start with a quick uh, quick breakdown of some of the ways that uh, the myth is seen in different areas of the world. Uh, you've got Father Christmas, and that's that's kind of the the American Santa Claus. Big fat dude. Yeah, big fat Just guy, like, white beard, usually red, glad. Yeah, yeah, he a big do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but with that being said, there's a lot of other legends out there. You've got um, the Yule lads from Iceland. Okay, they're like a, a like little gnomes that kind of look like Santa Claus. The metal band. <laughs> yeah, the Yule lads. <laughs> they're kind of gnomish, and um. They can run the gamut of being, you know, lovable creatures that drop presents in kids' shoes outside of the, you know, outside the chimney <laughs> to just being annoying, like gremlins type and of dropping thing. Dropping other kind of presents in sure. kids' shoes. <laughs> or like bloodthirsty heathens that like steal children and eat them because they're bad. Um, you got those guys. And then um, they tend to run with something called the Yuletide cat. So like a Cheshire <laughs> cat of death. Kind of, yeah. Eats bad children, you know, like drags them away. Dude, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, this yeah. is a metal band. <laughs> <laughs> the Yule lads and the Yule cat, strapping young Yule lad. <laughs> yeah. In uh, European lore and and Dutch, 
Santa Claus has a companion named Belsnickel. Okay. <laughs> it's his ward. <laughs> is, it, is it Santa and... It's actually... Santa I believe and... that was Tyler's porn name, Belsnickel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is. Oh, Tyler. He should not miss episodes. Nope. It's the um, dynamic duo. Belsnickel <laughs> is kind of oh. Santa's muscle. He's kind of the guy that... Oh, he's like a beefcake yeah he, he's dressed in he's, his he's body's the, uh, covered he's in the butch covered in furry clothes <laughs> and uh shaggy hair kind of looks homeless sometimes he's portrayed with a mask with a long tongue and um, he's gene simmons kind of yeah gene simmons santa claus and gene simmons so he's like the batman forever version of bane that's funny <laughs> he's beefcake but he's just like reduced to a sidekick bane. but yeah he's he's Bank got uh, he's the one that carries switches and drops coal and stuff like that like he's the the other guy. What? If you're if you're a good kid, you get Santa Claus. If you're a bad kid, you get Belsnickel. <laughs> Dude, Belsnickel's a badass. Dude, <laughs> why aren't we starting metal bands named like <laughs> Belsnickels? Oh, the, um, acoustic guitar duo. Beatings by Belsnickel. Belsnickel. I'm, I'm sure I'm gonna butcher this one. Um, <laughs> the Legend of Papa Noel has a companion named Le Père Futard. Okay. <laughs> Futard. You're Le Père Futard. <laughs> And it, it apparently means the whipping father. And Dang. he's kind of the same thing as Belsnickel in whoosh, that whoosh, except he whoosh, the shit out of you. <laughs> the, the whipping father was a a really bad guy who uh, would steal children and whip them and beat them and whatnot and kill them sometimes. Make a is this all just like stuff made up so like no, parents is, can abuse their yes, kids? <laughs> yes, that's it. These are no, it was, it was it was Belsnickel. <laughs> I don't. So, I mean, the ring is like the exact imprint of my like class ring on his forehead, but it's Belsnickel. <laughs> Belsnickel also graduated in '86. Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> oh, for those of you who are just joining the uh, Carpet Gym Gamecast, that is what we call a Steve moment. A Steve. We're not broadcast live. <laughs> who's <laughs> just joining us? Well, this could also be someone who's listening to this eight months in the future. It could be like going into Somebody Halloween and they're checking out the Christmas episode. So, okay. Somebody else so is listening to, to it, and somebody else just walks in the room and is like, what the hell was that? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you should probably not listen to this. <laughs> so let me go back. The uh, cop who just rolled down your window. <laughs> the whipping father and his wife would kidnap children and like made a stew it. out of them or something. Okay? So then... Uh, Dan, can you just a, tell us a story? I am. Week? I'm working on it. <laughs> and when seeking atonement, he decided to help Santa Claus out in his endeavors. This is the whipping boy? This is the whipping father, yes. Does okay. he use a whip? Yeah, uh, switches. He carries around chains. What's he atoning for again? <laughs> a switch. Uh, his, yeah. His, uh, his uh, sins of switch. Um, stealing <laughs> children and made a stew out of them. And... Oh, he was a cannibal? Yeah, he was a bad guy. Oh, because that's cool. Yeah. Dude, Tyler um, would have a field day with this whipping guy. In Germany, Santa Claus's oh. polar, his polar opposite, the uh, his companion is the Krampus. A Krampus. The Krampus. The Krampus. Which looks like... It yeah, looks like a, a big horned beast. It's a goat demon thing. Yeah. He looks like a druid from, like, an evil druid from Warcraft. Could be, yeah. This is the first one that I found that was actually really bestial. And this was this one also serves as the negative uh, for Santa Claus's positive. What if it was, like, his evil twin? It, I, I don't know. Could be. So that's that's the Krampus, and uh, that's in Germany. And sometimes they uh, they celebrate Krampus Day on the fifth of December, along with please uh, don't kill us, Krampus. Yeah, and it, it, the thing was, it was if you're a bad kid, you get the Krampus. You it know, sounds like a real German holiday. Yeah. If any of you guys don't watch the Venture Brothers, you really should. 
I think we've talked about it on the show here before a couple yeah. times, but uh, it's Johnny Quest plus comic books plus everything funny. And uh, there's actually, on the first season DVD, there's an unreleased Christmas episode that features the Grumpus. Very cool. Yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, and another another incarnation of the Santa Christmas legend is um, La Befana, which is from Italy. And she's kind of a witch. She kind of like that snow witch from The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? Uh, no. She actually kind of reminds me more of the Wicked Witch of the West. Or the one where she rides around on a broomstick. Oh, okay. Uh, she kind of she drops down the chimney, you know, same as uh, same as Santa Claus and whatnot. Uh, leaves leaves uh, presents in kids' shoes or socks near the fireplace, whatever. But it's rumored that she is the greatest housekeeper of all time. So she sweeps up with her broom <laughs> on the way Stewart? out. Yeah, it's Martha Stewart. Merry Christmas, Martha Stewart. Except that she's been Martha Stewart has been keeping all the toys as insider trading. Yeah. So there, there's there's a little. She has like little Asian children. Yes. Okay. Making products for Target. <laughs> so there's a there's a little diversity to your legend and lore regarding Christmas and the Santa Claus. It's a good thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> regarding Christmas and the and the Santa Claus legend. Now what I want to do is We have like the lamest one. He's just like a fat dude who, <laughs> no, dude, who drinks Coca-Cola. He's great. Santa Claus is super creepy, dude. Santa Claus is like, great. He sneaks around. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He breaks into your house. He leaves stuff around. He has affairs with your wife. Yes. What? What? Did, what? I saw what? mommy kissing Santa Claus. Oh, jeez. So what I want to do is uh, take those, take any of those legends and lore, anything, and and create a reason to play a game using that character themed for Christmas. I'm going to start us off with just an idea. Hang on. There was mistletoe. She was obligated. <laughs> She didn't. One, that tongue wasn't obligated. It wasn't France. He didn't have to it hang the mistletoe from his belt. <laughs> it was. This isn't France. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's my idea. I got a couple of them. We'll start with this one. Santa Claus is a gangster. You know, old 1930s gangsters. The like, uh, ho ho ho. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, in that era, the gangsters supported the neighborhood. If you were falling on hard times, you wouldn't talk to the to the boss. You wouldn't talk to the Don. They uh, keep their popularity in the neighborhood by going around on Christmas and handing out hams. Yeah, kind of absolutely. And maybe Krampus Cards is the muscle. Cigarettes. I uh, thought it was Dingleberry or Bishel Snots. Or... He's got two of them. <laughs> Bell Snickle. Bell Snickle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, Bell Snickle. Yeah. Exactly. Bell Snickle. So you're maybe bribing kids to grow up later and have some loyalty to Don Claus. Uh, something along those lines, but instead of like taking, instead of the parents leaving cookies and milk on the table, they have to leave like insurance Protection money. money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something along those and lines. Bottles of liquor. Yeah, and so and that could cookies be... and milk. <laughs> there's for there's, Krampus. There's money under the cookies. <laughs> Cannoli. <laughs> hey, oh, why don't you invite oh, me in? Hey, oh, <laughs> why don't you invite me in? It's kind of cold out here. That's funny. Oh, uh, hey, sheepak. <laughs> Santa Claus is Staten Island. So listen, oh, I'm, hey. Listen, I'm be coming around. Regular you got those like. big red shoes down there. Oh. Good lord. So um so the PCs maybe are cops or maybe just people in the neighborhood who are tired of tired of the protection money or whatever and they people who hate Santa. Got to got to go kill Where Santa. Where does it come in that he has an army of midgets? Um uh, maybe those are the uh, Yule lads. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Okay, in the elf thing, you know. Yeah, they, well, that's kind of our thing. That's why are we not doing our thing? I, we, we can. Okay, we what got, if 
Can you do a role playing game that is a courtroom? That's a tough one. Where you like you roll out and you just like role play a court scene. I, I mean, I've yeah. role played a court scene. Why? What do you got? Dude, it would be fun to play like a Miracle on Thirty First Fourth. Yeah, Miracle on Thirty Fourth yeah, Street role playing cool. game where you're like you have to subjugate Santa, who is the DM. And you gotta like come up with all these like you have to like you break put real children's faith. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, totally. That's wow, <laughs> that would be great. It'd be great if you could play this with a child. Children, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, so so the game is convict Santa of breaking and entering. That's the game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or no. just no. Just, you got to get him on whatever tax no, fraud, whatever right. you can get him on. You know? There is no Santa if you can Claude, find hey. the books. Dude. Oh yeah, that's what you try to do. His whole argument is <laughs> that he's no, saying. That's what you try to do. He's he's trying to say that he's Santa Claus, like Santa Claus, Santa Claus, right? But he's actually just some gangster. So you got to prove right. that there is no Santa Claus. Oh, so you got to bust down Ooh, the legend. Ties so down you can... the Santa Claus with the gangster one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Th- so the idea is you got to bust down the legend. You got to break all the uh, the hopes and dreams of all the kids and show him to just be an, just ex- an extortionist fat man. No, <laughs> the DM should be the kid. It's like a five year old kid. He's like, but he's Santa. Be like, you're wrong, kid. <laughs> And the oh. and the PCs have to choose to like shatter the beliefs of this child yeah. or send this hardened criminal to prison. That's good stuff. What about you guys? You got anything? That was my idea. If they don't send him to prison, okay. If not, Santa Claus kills their rat father. <laughs> you you gonna squeal? You gonna squeal? No, he already he already squealed. Oh. But the guy recanted his testimony because he didn't want to break his uh, daughter's faith in Santa Claus. <laughs> So uh, Santa Claus gets off, and then Santa Claus breaks his legs, wax (laughs) her dad, (laughs) and he still better see the cookies and milk. Yep. Well, no, no, no. Mom doesn't have to put out the milk, but she still better put out the cookies. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the cannoli. (laughs) All right. So I got another one for you. Okay. Throw this one in your court. Santa Claus and say Belsnickel, or maybe the elves, are a boogeyman story that parents are telling their kids to get good behavior. Right. And it comes true. And so now you actually have this Santa and Belsnickel or Santa, Santa and Krampus or any of the other, you know, the Whipping Father, any of, the th- any of those actually exist now. And it's kind of a, a situation in which the PCs have to kill them or stop them because there's actually negative situations going on, supernatural situations that have to be taken care of. I thought of one. What's that? You got to follow me, though. Okay. okay I'm going to paint a picture in your mind. All right, because I got one more. <laughs> okay. The world has been destroyed, so right. post-apocalyptic. All right. And the world as we know it has been forgotten for years. And it's still there's still civilization or whatever, but it's just, you know, destroyed desolate. Some kid finds a book about Santa Claus. Right. And he reads it, and he hopes and wishes that there could be something as good as that in the world. And Santa Claus is a legend, just like everything else. And legends are only alive because we believe in them. Right. So some kid starts to believe in Santa Claus once again, bringing him back, but this time with a shotgun and a vengeance to clean up the world. Wow, that's wow. that's yeah. a that's a, you've you flipped it on its ear because now the Santa the, Claus versus the Terminator the, or uh, something, yeah, <laughs> a Santa. With the adventuring shotgun. party is Santa Claus. Somebody's playing Bell Snickle. Somebody's playing. Oh some no, elves. it could just be like any of the legends that they remember. <laughs> That they like pick up the books, <laughs> or maybe you'll end up like me, <laughs> a Santa, Santa with a shotgun. shotgun. Oh my God, where have we gone? That'd be awesome. And like the PCs are like, like the Easter Bunny and Santa, <laughs> and maybe like Spider Man because somebody found like a Spider Man book. 
And Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny Spider-Man. Oh my god, I'm so in. Right, right, Post-apocalyptic New York City yeah. with zombies and Terminators. Oh, and the uh, oh. the guy from Full House. Just like random stuff. <laughs> like they find, yeah, they find like a Dustin tub. Diamond. Yeah, they, they, or like oh, ooh, Macho Man Randy Savage or something. Oh. They find like an old TV guy. And, oh yeah. Okay. All right. I'm in on that one. That's a good one. All right. Count me in. Legends. <laughs> Look for it. Stories. You could do, or you could, you could do something like that, or, <laughs> or not. You could, <laughs> you, you know, well, kind, <laughs> kind of along. I'm gonna, I'll take, I'll take your uh, like post-apocalyptic thing, and I'll see your post-apocalyptic yeah, and, and ins- raise you instead of uh, doing the whole like legends thing. Like, yeah, because I mean, I agree that we. Oh, legends are only alive because we believe in them, and that's what society wants to buy into. But you could have, instead of that, have a guy who like picks up an old like kids' Christmas book or something, and like suits up as Santa Claus, and like becomes oh, the Santa Claus. Oh, that's yeah. even better. <laughs> like you have to become an idea. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, Batman Claus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's Same true. idea. He's got, he's got presents in his sack, and they're like <laughs> shotguns. Yeah. And, like, like grenades and shit. Oh man, his I idea. I don't know that it has yeah. to be ordinance. He could just be nice, but you know, <laughs> no way. He's got to come back and save the world. He's got to wipe the scum off the earth. The suit, like a Mad so, Max. Maybe, not, world. maybe it's the postman. Maybe he comes back by just being nice and filling in a, a place. The, no, he goes around and gives gifts to a people. Really boring RPG. You could do that too. <laughs> see, you could do that too, or you could have him be like. See, when I think of this, what I picture in my mind is like a dude with like a vaguely sort of Santa Claus style suit. Like maybe he found. Like dug through the rubble and found He's an old like the coat. mall Santa Claus suit, <laughs> but only it's like he modified it to make it kind of like armory. Or maybe he's got like some old like shoulder pads. So he's the Punisher Santa Claus. Yeah, and he goes around wow. like Punisher. He goes around like liber- Maybe there's like a, a prison camp. Call me the Punisher. There's a pr- there's a prison camp full of kids that like the Terminators have, and he it's has like, to go oh, like liberate oh, the prison oh. camp full of kids. Oh my god! And the sleigh is just like an eighteen wheeler. <laughs> With like the, the top chopped off, yeah. and like the very front's got this big red nose on it that like. Blows. And there's, there's a picture of a different reindeer on each hubcap. Jun 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 jun. All right, all right. I got a couple more to throw your way. I'm just gonna lob them out there and see where you guys come from. Oh, by the way, have you heard that they're making Terminator Five? Yeah, really. Yeah, nice. And I think Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger's back. Yeah, and maybe a Santa. It's possible he will be Santa Claus. Um, you've got Santa Claus and the Krampus or Belsnickel or something like they're the same guy and it's a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde kind of thing and uh, he's running rampant through the village or whatever it's multiple personalities yeah multiple personalities and he's just a really creepy dude but he is giving kids presents he is you know <laughs> but stuff. you can't stop one without stopping you can't the stop other. one without stopping the other oh, man. now along that same line I've got a concept of maybe um Maybe something celestial and something demonic or uh, infernal get together and they decide to play a game. One of them's playing Santa, one of them's playing Krampus or Belsnickel or something oh, like that. Yeah. And uh, so now you have... Seeing what kind of Christmas night they can make. Yeah. You see, now you have a whole new situation where you have outsiders involved in in a like Santa story. Form of the Santa Claus. Maybe. I don't know. And so now you got, you know... BPRD. Yeah, BPRD. You know, something along those You're lines. After checking normal research and defense, mm-hmm. something yeah. along those lines. What if there's I, I just like see... a normal dude and he's committing like Christmas themed crime? So he's like a drunken hobo <laughs> who's like breaking into houses. No, he's like he's a, a serial killer. Yeah, he's like a serial. Everybody's killer. Everybody's naughty. Isn't that Santa Slay? No, Santa Slay is actually Santa is a demon, and 
he made like this pact with an angel by playing like shuffleboard with him like a million years ago and he had to like be a good guy for like a million years and like help children but that time is up and so he gets to be a demon again <laughs> cool yet another great idea there's something that they're they're remaking right now that's some movie where santa's going around a town killing everybody because he, they've all been naughty somehow he's seen it and he just his judgment is to like it shows him going into into a church with a flamethrower stuff like that it's it's Ooh, it's, a guy, cool. it's 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 at a santa that's... claus convention in in some city uh and, and some, some, some some small town actually and he's like he's a guy who's going around just wearing a santa mask like with then with the whole beard on and it's it's really crazy looking <laughs> not actually santa he's just a guy who thinks he's santa and yeah. thinks everyone's naughty yeah and he's killing people for it yeah i was thinking of like calendar man you know how he does like yeah. Just themes. Themed yeah. crimes where it's like... You have thought of the Batman villain that is Santa Claus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have. Uh, Terry Pratchett has Hogfather, which, uh, though the book's pretty good, uh, there's uh, Netflix uh, right now has got the BBC movie version of it up. Uh, I, I like it. It's an awful neat story, but in that, he makes Santa Claus... Uh, it's kind of a, a... Part of the book is a tree type. Part of it is that, you know, legend uh, people's belief, like, makes things real. But then it's also based on, like where santa claus comes from he talks about that like back in the day it was a sun worship thing because like it was the one thing that kept you alive in the winter and it was uh and sign that you know the world was going to come back to spring and summer when it was hard to survive and then it turned into all this other stuff and it's a pretty interesting story to watch why he makes santa claus and the hogfather but the the overarching story is that somebody tries to kill the hogfather and uh how they figure out how to do that they use like the tooth fairy and stuff because they've got uh the Tooth Fairy's got all, all the kids of the world's teeth, and they can use them as uh, uh, fetishes. All right, so I just came up with another one. Yeah? You've, you've got... Um, I did, too. Y- you pulled in other legends and lore yeah. earlier as PCs. I'm going to pull them in as antagonists and say that they're tired of hiding. They're tired they're of not to, being real. Oh, they're ready to bump off Santa because he's getting all the glory? No, Santa's uh. maybe a ringleader. Oh, they're coming out of the... They're coming closet. out of the, the storybooks and under the bed and from wherever and they're they start in your village and they're gonna do they do like themed murders and sure. stuff because of yeah well they just Sounds start great. exerting their power or whatever okay i thought of one where santa yeah like the tooth fairy like it just exsanguinates people by tearing all their teeth out and hanging yeah. them upside down giving them blood thinners or Whoa. something <laughs> yeah yeah okay hey, i was gonna go, go the horror route with oh yeah it. you I'm go crazy like... i thought of one where like santa is like done like he's been done for a while so and he quit yeah and he's just done. like an he's like an old drunk and like the pcs find him and like they need santa again and the pcs like find him in a in a bar and they have to like go on a quest to like help him become santa again so you have to, like, <laughs> gotta go, like go get his hat you gotta go get like the, go reindeer, find the reindeer like like summon an army of elves to help him and stuff like that so you got so like, like three of the reindeer have been shot and slaughtered on deer season yeah and then you've so got like the pcs like the sleigh's got all the like it's been it's in a chop shop in detroit yeah. somewhere the pcs and, like find him in a like in like a in like an alleyway and there's like a gun in his mouth and he's just about to end it all and they like <laughs> they have to like find him they're like no Jeez. santa we need you it's like a really hardcore version of year without a santa claus or and whatever. it's quick run up sit on his lap and tell him what you want for christmas yeah and he's like oh, Chug his oh, oh, oh. he's like he's like taking the gun out of his mouth <laughs> <laughs> all right Jeez, man it could be right. fat like fat man returns yeah <laughs> i've got this idea for like a uh a sci-fi storyline where like scientists studying the aurora borealis or whatever are discovering that it's actually like 
bleeds through of time like it's it's sunlight from summer years coming through because creepy somebody with time technology somewhere up in the north has been like bending the laws of the universe or whatever and it turns out that it's santa, it's santa claus it's santa who makes claus it around the world in the night around the world in the night yeah that he's been like experimenting with time. that's amazing time manipulation and maybe you work some kind of loop in there and a lot of history could be cool merry christmas here's your temporal rift i think uh there was a series of short stories that, uh, around Christmas last year that uh, NPR uh, read on their website. And I can't remember who wrote this particular one, but it, it was about a guy in New York or, or Chicago or something. Is some old guy in a city somewhere all alone in his apartment who uh, a, a scientist comes to talk to him and he goes, I've been waiting to tell somebody my story. I'm an alien and I crashed here like 2,000 years ago or something and uh, 3,000 years ago and my my ship was up in you know Iceland or whatever, and and I, I used to use part of it that still worked to kind of go all around, and I was supposed to uh, document your culture, and 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 I would go all all around to all the different ones, and it, it looked kind of weird, and they thought I was you know in a sleigh and stuff, and I used to trade gold for all the stuff that I needed because where I come from, gold's really common, so I had a bunch of it on my ship, and he's like, so so the cavemen or whatever used to you know like think that I was some sort of mystical thing who came to give them gifts and, you know, and <laughs> gradually that turned into me being Santa Claus and I had to, you know, park the ship once radar started, but, you know, like... <laughs> it's like, but, you know, I I got my ship fixed now. I'm going to need somebody else to take over. I'm going to have... I can't remember how no, the no, story no, just, ends, but he just tells the whole story. That's of pretty cool. I think what he does is he, he has been keeping all these recordings. He has all the... Ma- he was personally at all the major events of history all across the globe from the start of human civilization and he had foreignly advanced technology so he was able to visually record it all very cool so he he gives his last gift to humanity which is a perfect a record, perfect record of a history. perfect record of their history merry christmas yeah all right well i think we've gone far enough with this we've taken santa into some crazy places dark places <laughs> yeah. escape from the north pole i mean the the movie rise of the guardians that just came out had Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy and I haven't seen that yet. Jack Frost and the Easter Bunny Jack fighting Frost. fighting the boogeyman. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah. They all work for the moon apparently. So that's that's pretty close to what you were talking about before. And mm-hmm. you know, throw in the Mad Max world and uh you get a little something. There you go. Something going on. Take right. those games playing, boys. Obviously we, we need to make sure we don't move on without mentioning, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas. Don't forget. Oh, definitely. Like, Check out Nightmare Before Christmas. Worlds where the different holidays exist with each other are always great. Yeah. I want to see what was behind that Thanksgiving tree I know, door. right? Like, I want to see behind Like that Easter doors. door. They bring back the Easter bunny at one point, but he's retarded. Yeah. I don't know. Like, <laughs> Probably would have been cool if, just, if, 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 like, Jack Skellington just, like, fell through the Thanksgiving door. My problem is that... <laughs> that fat. <laughs> yeah. like My problem asleep. with Nightmare Before Christmas like, oh. was that everybody in, in <laughs> Halloween Town has got, you know, crazy powers and can do all kinds of crazy stuff. But super, but the, uh, the freaking Santa Claus should be... Santa Claus should be the Superman of this world. But no. Yeah, you're right. They tie him in a sack. Yeah. The trick-or-treaters... <laughs> He's just like a dude. trick-or-treaters tie him up in a sack yeah. and, and Mr. Oogie Boogie, like, just keeps him tied up the entire time and he just bitches. Well, maybe because it's they're trying to say, like... Santa Claus doesn't really have much of a concept of like, of uh, he has no battle prowess because at, like he, nobody ever fights Santa Claus. Is that what you're trying to say? Like he has no concept of like apathy as much as like the Halloween people because <laughs> they're all like downers. Like Halloween is great to them, like they love it. Halloween Town is where they're from. Yeah, they're all vicious attackers. By but nature. they like their their nature is to be like their their way of like playing around is to like kill people. 
because it's no biggie to them. They just like come back to life. They're all like zombies and crap anyway. So Santa Claus is his idea is like he just wants to like have fun and Santa like Claus make is presents. Santa Claus is a mortal time bender <laughs> with incredible crafting abilities. Like yeah, something and elves and the ability to tell like. When they free him from Oogie Boogies, he literally puts a finger to his nose and goes right yeah. up the chimney in his yeah. caves. It's like, you couldn't do that the whole time, dude. That doesn't help you get out of ropes, like, <laughs> or out of, a a, out of the hole of a sack. Like, it was, uh, it was a, uh. Is it a chimney specific power? Yeah, it was a, it was a power that he didn't have enough points for. So the GM said, okay, but this power only works when there's a chimney within five feet of it. <laughs> it's a recharge. <laughs> That's it. So it's a very, put some limitations uh, yeah, on there. Very limited power. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, I'm going to call this one, guys. Thanks for joining us. This has been the Carpe GM Gamecast. I'm Dan. I'm Steve. Brian. And I'm Tyler. No, you're not. I'm not? No. You're Mac. Are you Tyler? No. Tyler's Steve, not are us. you Tyler? No. Oh, you're All Steve. Right. But yes, I am Tyler. Okay, I'm Mac. And remember, support the hobby. Support the industry. Support the local game store. Support Subble Dibble. <laughs> what is his name? <laughs> Snebble Bickle. N- Nibble Snickle. I, I got it. Bell Snickle. Bell Snickle support. I think that's uh, essential to <laughs> men's underground. Right. There's going to be like some company called Bell Snickle that we're going to find out about. The Carpe GM Gamecast is presented under Creative Commons Attribution Non Commercial No Derivatives License Version 3.0. For further discussion on this topic or just about anything else, join our forum at carpegm.net slash forum. To contact us with questions, comments, and other feedback, please send your emails to dan at carpegm.net. We'd love to hear from you. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook slash carpegm.net or follow us on Twitter at C-A-R-P-E underscore G-M. Thanks for listening.